Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But see, we want to a lot of times excuse ourselves. I couldn't help that. Yeah, you can help what you think. What are you going to do with wrong thoughts? Bring them into captivity. Praise God, capture them. <laughs> Amen. Then start thinking the right thing. You can think the right thing just as easy as you can think the wrong thing. Get your mind on God. Get your mind on the answer. When it comes to prayer, see the devil, all kinds of thoughts will come. Well, maybe it's not God's will. But you've already taken step number one, found out it is God's will, because you've got scriptures that promise you things. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we're continuing Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan's series, Answered Prayer, an Obtainable Goal. There's lots to learn, and we're glad you're listening daily. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Reverend Hagan. In other words, don't give the devil any place in you. That means he can't take any place in you unless you let him. But see, if you keep following, now he'll furnish all kinds of thoughts for you. Sometimes you'll think them yourself. And the devil will furnish all kinds. And if you keep entertaining his thoughts, well, he'll be able to do a lot to you, but you don't have to entertain his thoughts. Casting down imaginations and bringing every thought. You see, every time he tells us to do something, that's a point I want to emphasize with you. He tells us to do something about our thinking. Casting down imaginations, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Well, now, who's going to bring those thoughts into captivity? See, God? I said, God going to do that? No, no. He is going to help you do it. Now, that's the fifth verse of the 10th chapter of 2 Corinthians. And see, this is necessary in connection with the prayer life. Casting down, look at that fifth verse of the 10th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Mark it. Casting down imaginations. Now, in my Bible, King James translation, there's a little number one by the word imaginations. I look over the margin and find number one, and it said GR. That's Greek. New Testament is originally written in Greek. Instead of saying imagination, it says the Greek said reasonings. Well, reasonings have to do with the thought life, doesn't they? Reason. Casting down reasonings. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Then go back again there to uh, Philippians. Let's look at that. We looked at it, but we'll look at it again. Philippians, fourth chapter. Be careful, sixth verse. Be careful for nothing. Do not fret, have any anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, thank God for the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally. In other words, this is a sum of what I've been saying. Finally, brethren, that means sisters too, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, 
think on these things. In other words, what's he saying? What is the Holy Ghost saying through the Apostle Paul? He's saying it's up to you what you think on. It's not up to the devil. It's not up to the Holy Ghost. Not up to God. Not up to me or your fellow human being or fellow Christian. It's up to you. Now, if he tells me what to think on, that means I can do it. I always believe, since being born again, that I could do anything the Bible said I could do. If I can't, then he's unjust. If he tells me to do something I can't do, it's impossible for me to do, then I have a right to challenge his justice. But you see, we won't a lot of times excuse ourselves. I couldn't help that. Yeah, you can help what you think. What are you going to do with wrong thoughts? Bring them into captivity. Praise God, capture them. <laughs> Amen. Then start thinking the right thing. You can think the right thing just easy you can think the wrong thing. Get your mind on God. Get your mind on the answer. When it comes to prayer, see the devil, all kinds of thoughts will come. Well, maybe it's not God's will. But you've already taken step number one, found out it is God's will because you've got scriptures that promise you the thing. I mean, wouldn't God be stupid to promise you something and then but that's not his will? I don't believe God's stupid, do you? No, see? So you know that has to be wrong. Bring that thought into captivity. And any other thought as far as that's concerned, if you want to get off on that, and, and, and into captivity to the obedience of Christ, or in other words, to the obedience of the Word. Right. Amen. Now then, let's go just a step further here now. And this is step number four. You're ready for it because you've, you're taking step number three. Thoughts are governed by observations associations and teachings. Now then, here's the fourth step. Guard against every evil that comes into the mind. Guard against every evil that comes into the mind. Stay away from all places and things that will not support your affirmation that God has answered prayer. Now that's the step. Let's stop and comment on a little bit. First of all, I said thoughts are governed by observations, associations, and teachings. Did you ever walk down the street and pass by a bakery and observe a cake or whatever? Thoughts come immediately. It may be all right or it may not be all right. Your thought was governed by what you observed. Same way with sexual sins. Keep reading all the pornographic magazines. Your thoughts are governed by observation. Keep observing those things. Thoughts are governed by observation. Associations. Now you associate with the wrong people, you'll have the wrong kind of thinking. Because they're thinking, so you associate. Now we're friends to people. You know what I mean when I say association. I mean, they're, they're, they're your constant associates. Naturally, you meet them, speak to them, so on. But you, if you're going to walk with faith, you're going to have to learn to stay away from a lot of people. They'll fill you with more unbelief because that's all they'll talk. Amen is unbelief. And then the wrong teaching will produce unbelief and doubt. So, I said stay away from all places. That may mean that you'd have to stay away from some churches. Stay away from all places and things that will not support your affirmation that God has heard and answered prayer. 
I never for my life could understand a lot of people in the charismatic move. I've seen people come into my own meetings out of denominational churches. Some of them didn't even know God. They just belonged to the church, but they got born again. Some were already born again. They got filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of them had incurable diseases. I mean terminal. They're going to die right away as far as medical science is concerned. God healed, got blessed. You went your way, you're holding a meeting here in the full gospel church or something, you see. You went your way, they went right back to that old, cold, dead church. Even put their money in there. Pay the preacher to tell them that what they got of, of the devil, that speaking with tongues of the devil, that healing business of the devil. Well, naturally they dried up. Naturally they lost out. Their faith wouldn't work. Some cases, the same disease came back on them. Some people said, oh, I'll never get healed to begin with. Well, you wouldn't have to be too intelligent to know somebody with a terminal disease, the doctor themselves can't find a trace of it. And for two or three years, you don't have one single trace of it. You have to be well. If you hadn't, you'd already been dead by now because the doctor had already given just a few months to live. But they lived two or three years. But you say, why did they lose it? Well, they got back in the wrong atmosphere. They got to thinking wrong. Wrong thinking and unbelief and doubt came in and robbed them. Guard against every evil that comes into the mind. Now you see the thing about it is everybody knows, you know, to guard against vulgar and evil thoughts, immoral thoughts. Everybody knows to guard against the thought of stealing or lying. But how many people know that doubt is evil also? You remember the story, we refer to it quite frequently. When Israel came out of Egypt on their way to Canaan's land, they came up to a place called Kadesh Barnea. They sent the 12 spies into the land to spy out the land. You remember that, don't you? And the Bible said that 10 of them brought back an evil report. Two of them brought back a good report. Now what is this evil report they brought back? Well, they said it's a land flowing with milk and honey. That's not evil. God told them that before they ever went in there. There's a land flowing with milk and honey. They brought back some of the giant cluster of grapes, the pomegranate, the fruit of the land. But they said there are giants in the land and we are not able. Think about that. Just stop and think about it a little bit. You're familiar with it, but why don't you turn back there? Why don't we just turn back and look at it just a little bit? Numbers, 13th chapter to 14th chapter. In our prayer life, in our entire life, we need to guard against every evil that comes into our minds. I want to show you that doubt is evil. All right, you got your Bibles open to the 13th chapter of Numbers? We read it before, but that's all right. I tell people all the time, I've had a T-bone steak before. But I eat one every chance I get. <laughs> Amen, hallelujah, God's word's good. Now, now, let's back up just a little bit here. Why don't we? It says in this 23rd verse, And they came unto the brook of Eschol, and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bare it between two upon a staff. Think about what a big cluster of grapes. Took two men to carry it. And they brought of the pomegranate and of the figs. And the place was called the brook Eschol, because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. 
And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the Overflow Package. These tools are designed to lead you into the overflowing goodness of God where you're destined to live above life's limits. So if you feel like you've been missing out on God's best, you can change that. Call 1-888-324-8499. That's 1-888-324-8499. Or 1-888-FAITH-99 to order the Overflow Package. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Kindle the Flame, your women's conference. That's right. It's uh, September 25th, Thursday through Saturday. Mm -hmm. 25th through the 27th. You can register online at rhema.org slash KTF. Yes. Hey, guys, give your wife a present. Go online, find out about hotels, find out and register your wife and get her here. They have a great time at that conference. Every year, it's just growing, growing, growing. And I know that you would do your lady a big favor to get her. In fact, she'll be better when she comes back home. She'll come back changed. (laughs) Yeah, she'll come back changed for the better, yes. Tomorrow, Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan continues his series on answered prayer and obtainable goal. We'll be ready with more of this insightful series just for you tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.